You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast, hosted by Joe Figueres and Fioralise Franco. To the podcast, everyone. Welcome back. How are you, Joe? I am so good this Monday. Um, I went to the doctor last week and they cleared up a bunch of things because I have, I won't call it long COVID, mm-hmm. um, but I notice there are still lingering, mm-hmm. you know, lingering nonsense and stuff. So um, he assured me that it was all good, right? But then he also gave me prescriptions for allergies. He thinks I might have allergies, which I haven't even started them yet. So I don't want to start taking more pills. (laughs) Honestly, I'm 54 years old and I'm not kidding you. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten bottles of pills here on my desk. That's a lot. 54. That's a lot. lot. Okay, listen, they're vitamins and shit, but still. (laughs) Um, I feel like you might be able to get a multivitamin. <laughs> kind of, it's one is one is well. You're yeah, they're like D three, okay. D three, and and that was specifically for COVID. B twelve, I have to do. I have an iron vitamin, but um, I also have Golo, and I don't know if there's anybody out there that's ever done Golo, but I gotta tell you, Golo works if you follow the plan. Uh, that freaking gola works it definitely is an appetite suppressant and it's all natural too there's no you know it doesn't make me jittery it doesn't hmm. make me it's the weirdest thing it's like you know six hours go by and i'm like huh i haven't mm. eaten in six hours um remember i told you that your comment about having your ass telling your higher self to take away the craving for chicken yeah, and all that yeah. just continues to ex- yeah. <laughs> inspire me um, and it does. And I always ask my higher self, you know, take away my craving for this or for that, mm-hmm. you know. And then weirdly and oddly, like anytime I eat something where I'm like, mm, it, it doesn't feel good. It's not about taste. It's about mm-hmm. feel. Feeling good eating it, feeling safe, feeling like I'm really doing something nice for my body. So um, that's another sort of aspect of you know, trying to vibe with your food and your choices and stuff like that. I've been on a bad week for that because Uh, it was hard for like a birthday week and everyone's throwing food at me or like Mm -hmm. I enjoy spending quality time over a nice meal. Like I love Mm -hmm. it. So it's been very hard. Like I don't, I have not said no. (laughs) (laughs) And you shouldn't. no. Not in your birthday week. Tell us about your birthday week. Tell us all the fun things that you did. It was cool. So uh, I told you, so it, my birthday landed in the middle of the week. So on we went to dinner the day before. We went, we just, we went and had uh, Mexican food. And then on my actual birthday, I don't remember what I, oh, I went and had like Mediterranean for lunch. And then, nice. yeah, because it was just going to be me. And so I did that. And then the next day, my mom came over. She brought over her Hawaiian barbecue. And then Friday, we had the concert and the Incubus concert. And afterwards, we went to a taco truck in downtown LA, which was phenomenal. Like it was, they were just, tacos are just superb. 
tacos. <sighs> and to the point where like we got we got four tacos. You know, they're just a small street tacos. And when we're done, we're like, should we get more? I think we should get more. Dude. And the line was so long. <laughs> And we're like, no, no, it's fine. So like Mike went and stood in, Mike went and got in line. I think he was like almost all the way through the line when I was like, no, we're going to feel like shit tomorrow. Like if we eat too much, let's just not do it. And so we didn't. And I don't know. I think we should have brought some home. But anyway. <laughs> in the moment, it was a good choice. It was based in, you know, wellness. Yes. But in the afterthought, it's like, damn it, I really – Later on, you're like, I wish I had those tacos. I know. They were so good. It was the Al Pastor and they were just oh, – they were delicious. Um, and then Saturday morning, I went and had breakfast with my sister and then what did I do? Oh, and then um, my friend came over. We tried to go swimming Saturday afternoon. And it was really hot outside, but the pool was already cold. And so it didn't really work. It felt like a cold plunge. <laughs> so, yeah. Did it really? Yes. And you, you didn't, you didn't want to like try to get I used did. to it? No, I did. I did. I, I, I did it. I plunged a couple of times and I was like, okay, cold plunge. Oh, that's enough. Health. Cool. <laughs> Cooled off. Cooled yeah, off. Yeah. And then no, and then sat um Sunday I spent the day with Sophia and we went had coffee and breakfast and an estate sale and yeah, it was a really good day. That is a lovely week. Yeah. I mean the entire week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even see even you having a lunch by yourself. But listen, if if I lived closer, that that would not have happened. <laughs> and I'd always be like, let's go get some Mediterranean. It's like my favorite. Yes. Um do you put cilantro in your guacamole? Yes, I do. Okay, so I was taught by my friend, Anna, who grew up in Texas, mm -hmm. and her mom was from Mexico. Mm -hmm. So she made everything she made. Oh, my God. She's the one who introduced me to, like, homemade tortillas and mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? So anyway, she when she taught me how to make guacamole, she said, there's just a few ingredients. You don't put a bunch of shit in it. It's guacamole, onion or I'm sorry, guacamole, garlic, and then tomato, and then salt and pepper. That's it. So I've always made it that way, oh. right? Very simple and basic, right? Uh -huh. Well, then there was a taco truck here. And oh my God, this taco truck is so delicious. I don't even remember the name of it, but it's on Williams and it's attached to the Blackthorn Mercantile. So if anybody is in the area, stop and get this taco okay. truck. Um, and she, I just ordered, you know, the regular, I think I ordered carnitas mm -hmm. and I said, um, and she's like, do you want guacamole? I'm like, yes. And so it came on the side and it had cilantro yes. in it and I had never eaten it with cilantro before. And I was blown away at how different the taste is and how fresh and delicious yes. it is. Yeah. Um, we, the way I've always made it is you take your avocado, tomato, onion, uh, and your cilantro, and you chop up everything as fine as possible. And then mm -hmm. you it's salt and pepper. And then if you add a, just a splash of Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Just, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> yes. Just, just, a, just a, a, a little splash. Scotch, just a scotch. just a splash, yeah, and um, yeah, mix that all up together, and superb. I've actually even added cucumber to my, which this is might be like an abomination to some people, but I've added cucumber <laughs> to. Well, I didn't want to. I say. know uh, to to the guacamole <laughs> because it gives it an extra crunch. Like I I I yes. like 
to have a little bit like more bite up. yeah in in my yeah. dips but optional yeah see and now I know you know a lot of times I, I, I I'll put a little bit of a tiny bit of lime in there and lime zest because I like that citrusy oh, yes. like sort and of lime. Yeah. um but you know people are throwing shit like um you know uh, um, jalapenos and other types of peppers and just you know fix oh, one yeah. one gringo I freaking put feta cheese Gross. in it and I was like don't I don't do that. what I don't no, what's don't happening do what's Mm-mm. happening here it was no stupid. um I will put a jalapeno in it um but just carefully it just depends yeah, right because yeah. so that's the thing is uh, peppers can be so unpredictable um right but if i'm doing it for like if i know the kids are going to eat it and the kids don't they, they don't do that kind of spicy i'll just oh yeah, i don't need um but if i am yeah. i'll even fuck with the serrano pepper and the serrano pepper will really oh, like God, don't even don't even look at a serrano and then look at me because i'll feel it uh-uh. i don't like i don't i just don't like i like spicy mm-hmm. um i like a very slow gradual lovely okay. burn um, I would even call it a burn. I'd call it a tingle. like a chipotle. Um, then probably is like, more up your alley. I would say just very, very, very mild. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't like hot stuff. Yeah. But but like like okay, I would say I don't want anything hotter than Frank's red hot sauce. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's it. That's about as hot as I can go. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a reason I asked you that. I don't remember. Maybe it was just you were talking about um. Uh, your tacos no because you just tacos. said this who doesn't love talking about food? i know i love tacos like that's how you want to know what to get me for my birthday tacos tacos <laughs> you got um you you can you can buy the taco fixings with what yes. i got you for your birthday yes <laughs> don't worry i'll figure it out i'll or- figure it out <laughs> i know prime deal prime days are tomorrow so by the time this airs they'll be long gone mm-hmm. but um I love Prime. Oh my god! And I'm just like, I'm dying. I've got a bunch of things waiting to um, hit buy on, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so mad if nothing. No, I know. Wants it. I know. I'm... It is what it is. Right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have to. I no longer have access to Netflix. And honestly, you know, we knew it was coming. Netflix made this big old announcement, and then they pissed everybody off and i knew it was coming but it's so rude and their message was this account belongs to only the people that live in the same house it was very rude it was a very (laughs) rude message and they're like if you live in this house verify your you know by clicking here i'm like i'm not doing that i'm I'm also not signing up for the timu app so you're not gonna track me Um, so anyway, so now I have to, um, I can't even get, um, you know, righteous in, in like righteously indignant about it because <laughs> they, they got me over a barrel. They know I'll fucking sign up for their service. Uh, on my own. Yeah. It's Netflix. Yeah. Of course I'm going to, I gotta have it. Um, I just think there so, has to be yeah. some change though, coming in the future. Like, I don't think this is sustainable for most people to be paying for three, four, up to five different subscription services, each one of them nope. being at a minimum, what, $15 a month. You mm-hmm. add that all up together, you're paying way more than we ever did for cable. Like, it's stupid. Like, it was it was cool at first when it was just Netflix. 
It's like, oh my God, you know, you go from $60, $70 a month paying for cable down to whatever it was, 12 bucks originally. And now it's crazy. Uh, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really down with them. Whatever happened, we used to have black boxes for cable. And then we had the hacked uh, fire sticks for a while. Mm -hmm. So I need to know, I need to know the latest and greatest in hacks. If anyone has mm-hmm. the hookup in that, I am down. Mm-hmm. I am down with anything that says fuck your consumerist corporation mm-hmm. bullshit. We got a backdoor into the system. I will take the backdoor. Fuck that. Exactly. Me too. I'm with her. <laughs> and anybody that wants to come and set that shit up at my house, <laughs> I will set up her VPN. <laughs> make dinner. <laughs> Yes, I will. I will offer you food or something, man, because I'm not trying to do that myself. I bought one of those before I before I decided to get a streaming service. I bought one of those stupid antennas that you know they advertise on infomercials that get you get 400 channels and you have to stick them to your window. Yes. That stupid thing kept falling and it was awful. I got like two channels and I'm like, I'm a failure. Yeah, at, my mom this, got one of so. those and yeah, it didn't doesn't work very well. So. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, so this weekend I, I had a, uh, I went to a birthday party for my friend Savannah. Um, and they're always fun. Her and her wife, Chelsea are super good time. Lots of laughs. And we played this card game called, um, this game will get you drunk or something along those lines. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it did in fact get us quite tipsy. Um, I stopped drinking before the drunkenness hit because I had to drive, but I definitely felt the, you know, the giggliness and stuff. Um, I just had a lot of water and a little bit of food and I was ready to go. But um, I, it's funny because I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I had a headache. Uh, Yeah. You know, I truly, truly, truly do enjoy social drinking. Mm -hmm. I love having drinks and socializing and laughing and getting all goosey loosey and stuff. But girl, I just can't drink like I used to. Um, and it's kind of, um, it's, it's sad. <laughs> okay. Sad. I, I kind of have a theory, but I noticed that with some people, it, there are always exceptions. Okay. But I'm, I'm just, this is just a kind of taking a poll. Okay. Let's do do it. you feel like your alcohol like consumption or the ability to consume alcohol and to process alcohol and the after effects of it changed after you had a spiritual awakening? Um, no and yes. Okay. I say no because it took, like I had my awakening, like my big one at like 44. So that was like 10 years okay. ago, right? It's not as long as some people. Um, but the really, what really started me going, I can't do this is my physical body. Now, mm-hmm. the reason I say yes is because as you awaken, right, and gain consciousness mm-hmm. and start vibrating, like literally scientifically um, vibrating at higher levels, your frequency becomes less compatible with alcohol for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I've seen that. I've noticed that. I've noticed that with myself. It was, for for me, it was like almost immediately. Because, oh, was and I'll tell really? you why, though. I think it has more to do with the plant medicines. 
because yeah. because that was more of like my bigger introduction and also that required the whole dietary component going into mm-hmm. it so then coming out of it the dietary component had already like changed some part of me some you know some way of my my the way that my body worked and my body functioned or maybe mm-hmm. it was like me recognizing like oh shit like what I'm intaking into my body is truly affecting me on more than one in more than one way, more than just like digestion, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so I think, I think that, so that's probably a good question to ask. It's interesting because then there's that, that account out on the socials called boozy tarot, which is really fun. And they have a couple drinks and then they do tarot readings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime I have a couple drinks, my intuition goes, it fires up. Um, you know, and that's when I just randomly pull a Teresa Cavuto, Cavuto, what the hell is her name? Mm-hmm. Caputo. Mm-hmm. Teresa Caputo on people. And I'm like, hi, my name is Joe and I'm a medium and I have a, me- a message for you, <laughs> right? Because I won't do that when I'm sober. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not. yeah. Um, so, you know, it is a depressant and much like cannabis, it can open you mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. Um, you know, one or two drinks. But no, I don't want one or two drinks. I want like... <laughs> three or four or five (laughs) if i don't have to drive fuck yeah i want a whole bottle of wine yeah (laughs) it's not hard to go through yeah yeah um if i could drink without the aftermath then i would then i would do it but i can't so it's fine i i know well and i and i i know i mentioned this before i quit um drinking back in january after my birthday i quit for like four months, five mm-hmm. months, um, maybe even longer. Um, and I just, for no reason, I just, I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like yeah. drinking. So, um, and I don't remember like having this epiphany, like I don't need alcohol. You know what I mean? I, so I don't know, maybe it's something I need to really look at and try to incorporate in a healthier, um, more moderation with a little bit more moderation. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I found that, uh, a single glass of wine has always given me a headache. Always, always. Really, I had red wine. Th- white didn't wine, matter. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter what it was. Just one, one by itself. It was not enough. Like I needn't. I would, <laughs> I needed to have two. <laughs> I need to have two glasses of wine. And then I'd be like enough. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't. I can't go that even that far really anymore. It's not. It's just not worth it. I don't like. Yeah. Right. Right. <sighs> headaches and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, uh, just afterwards. Afterwards my stomach like really it's like it's my my stomach it starts talking to me. It's like why did you do that? We don't like this. This is this was awful. Now enjoy the consequences. <laughs> so it's like really. So like the next day that's where you feel you feel mm. nauseous. That's what yours I is. feel like I feel like my stomach has been hijacked. Like I felt like I drank really? something really weird. Like I might as well have that like had I don't know drink soap or something like my my stomach just feels really gross like really like there's something really weird inside of it is what it feels like see that's not I feel it in my head and my um, neck and shoulders mm. and I feel like lethargic mm-hmm. so I have a headache it feels everything feels tight I feel dehydrated yeah. I mean you know, um, so that's where I feel. I don't feel, I don't feel nausea. I don't feel, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just different, different body types and different yes. 
processing. Yeah, for interesting. Sure. That would be interesting to do um to do a episode on, you know, alcohol and spirituality. Yeah. I would like to take a poll of or, the group too. I would like to know whose relationship if they're if they've seen a change in their relationship with alcohol after they've had a spiritual awakening and also maybe a separate poll for people who have used psychedelics versus those who have not because I feel like maybe maybe it's a psychedelic component of it that that I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's bring it up in the group. Um, do you have any personal announcements or any announcements? I do. I have one upcoming workshop that will be October 20th, Friday, October 20th at 6 p.m. This will be at Raincross District, and this, was, this will be the Ancestral Veneration Workshop. Um, nice. Have you had a lot of sign up for that? I have not marketed enough for that. Uh, I'm telling you what, though, everybody that I saw was like freaking out yeah. about it. They're like, what? Yeah. What? So. And, and that was one of our more popular um, episodes, if I'm not. Yes. If I'm if I'm mm-hmm. correct. So, yeah, dude, Mark, yes. what? Yes. Let's get that out there. Um, for me, be sure to sign up for the 2024 12-month tarot forecast workshop. Um, that is on Sunday, October 22nd at 11 a.m. PST. Um, and we're going to, you'll learn to calculate your 2024 personal months um, and then pull a card for each and it'll give you a really solid blueprint for the coming year. I look back at mine all the time and I'm always amazed by the accuracy. So it's a great tool to have and registration is open on my website, uh, joefigueras.com. Yes. Um, and then and the only other thing is that custom commissions are once again open. And if you want to start the process of your own custom intuitively designed stone, um, start the process on my website. That's really all I'm going to say about that because I think it's undergoing a bit of a transition. Very cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And our final announcement is our retreat registration for our 2024 quantum consciousness retreat for healers, mystics, seekers, and alchemists is now open. Yay. Spots are beginning to fill. So please get Mm -hmm. your registration uh, filled out if you would like to take part. This will be taking place in Desert Hot Springs, California, which is adjacent to Joshua Tree National Park. The dates are Tuesday, March 19th through Friday, March 22nd. And the cost of the entire week is $1,555 with the option to make monthly payments through PayPal. All details are on our website esotericspodcast.com slash events. Fantastic. And that payment plan um, breaks the cost down into small, easy payments. Yes. So um, definitely take advantage of that. Um, and, you know, as you all know, you're going to spend four days in the gorgeous Joshua Tree. Oh, well, as he says, Joshua Tree adjacent. <laughs> it's still a beautiful house. And the house is, is yes. fun. I'm excited about the house. <laughs> you don't want to run through it like I'm on MTV Cribs or something and be like, hey. <clears throat> but, um, you know, and then I'm excited to jump in and immerse in practices and techniques to accelerate our spiritual journey. It's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. All right. What are we talking about today, Joe? Today's topic um, is in keeping with the spooky October or spooky season theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start out by saying that humans 
we have a real fear of what happens when we die. Yeah. 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 Well, some of us do. Mm -hmm. Right. Like what's going to happen to us? Is there a heaven? What's it like? What sort of judgment will I receive in the afterlife? You know, um, am I going to be punished by some vengeful God, <laughs> right? Or is God loving and benevolent, mm -hmm. right? Those are all really legitimate questions. Okay. But we're not going to explore a single one of those today because it's spooky season. And this month we're diving into monsters, mummies, and ghosts. Yes. So today... We're going to take a look at all the ways the most evil assholes in history died. All right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we don't do like sound effects we, on our We podcast. can. We really should. <laughs> <laughs> our insert. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. The murderers, serial killers, and even a few dictators and authoritarians of, um, you know, our culture and our history. So... Um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get okay. into that. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's actually interesting. All right. So to start off, <clears throat> it, was that you or was that, that was me? my stupid bird? Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. Let me, oh, that is him. He sounds, he sounds like a, like a, a yeah, like an alarm. Oh, mm -hmm. an alarm. That's what it was. <clears throat> All right. Serial killers. Let's start off with serial killers. So H.H. Holmes is said to be the first or at least one of the first known serial killers on the record. Um, he had a hotel that he opened in 1893 where his awful killings took place. Um, and he built this hotel specifically for the purpose of killing people. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the story of this guy. It's pretty fucking awful. So it was called the castle and it looked really perfect, but it, its exterior hid rooms that were specifically made for torture and horrors like poison gas. Right. So anyway, this dude, he traveled around Canada and America and found himself under arrest for selling mortgaged goods. What this arrest did was it uncovered his um, hideous misdeeds. And so um, he only had nine deaths confirmed, but it's thought that he could have been responsible, dude, for over 200 murders just based on the reports of missing Right, people. because he was the one that was basically like kidnapping um, newly immigrated people, right? And so they didn't have any family like to report them lost because they just assumed that they got here and then they never heard from them again. So yeah, and then I think when they found the bodies, they found, or there was like an incinerator in his basement and it was just all these oh bones. So, so yeah, so that's why there could be so many more people because they had no idea how many he incinerated. Well, those, um, in the spirit of spiritual justice, um, H. H. Holmes was sentenced to death and he was executed by hanging mm -hmm. at the Moyamensing prison in 1896. So, you know, I mean, it maybe it would have been cool to see him burned alive, but he was hung. So I don't think I'd want to die by hanging. I heard it was an, I heard it's an awful, awful, awful way to die. Yeah. Well, a lot of times it wasn't done properly too. So, right. Yeah. So hopefully it wasn't done properly there. Modern day. We all know him. Jeffrey Dahmer, um, between 1978 and 91, he raped, killed, and cut up 17 men, right? But his own end came at the hands of another inmate in 94 who said that he was acting on instructions from God when he beat him to death. Like, he literally beat Dahmer to death. <laughs> yeah. H have you seen the movie Dahmer? Uh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good one with, um, um, what's his name? Um, 
of 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 Coven yes, of American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Michael, no, it's Michael, not Michael Peters or Evan, Evan Peters. Peters. Evan Peters. Yes. Oh, I love. Evan I Peters. know. It's just. It was just. <laughs> it, they get ruined <laughs> as men when they play, when they play when serial they killers. Because yeah, because then it's like, yeah. oh, I can't see you the same anymore. That's weird. Now you're weird. So. <laughs> You know what I loved about him was that he actually portrayed Dahmer with a sense of humor. And Dahmer did have a sense of humor. He was, he was, he could be very witty. Sure. Right. And sure. so um, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah. you know, um, yeah. So Dahmer was beat to death. Mm, okay. I mean. Ted Bundy. Oh. Ted Bundy, uh, that fucker would draw women to secluded spots and murder mm -hmm. them. And his typical method was decapitation. Like, what? Doesn't it seem messy? It seems messy. Uh, he, yeah, but he clearly hated, he hated women. So that, that's about right. Yes. And, and then he was also known to use their bodies for sexual mm -hmm. purposes. So, you know, he was engaging in necromancy. Yeah. But so an arrest in 1978 ended his reign of terror and a trial ended with him sentenced to three different death penalties. So he actually died in the electric chair in 89. Oh. I, I, I think that's apropos because the electric chair is not an easy mm -hmm. death at all. Mm -hmm. Right. So he deserved yep. that one. Um, we're switching to females now. Um, working as a prostitute, Eileen Woronos, mm, Woronos, but anyway, um, Woronos, um, Charlize Theron uh, played Dude. her in a in like one of the best serial killer movies yeah. ever. Um, she was a, a, a she was a psycho. Um, she committed several murders between eighty nine and ninety, and she defended her actions by saying that the men had been trying to rape her. Now, I don't dis um, believe mm -hmm. her. I, mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. Um, but then she, and so she said, well, then I killed them in self-defense. All right. But she went back on her um, defense in 2001 saying that she was filled with such rage and hate that she had killed and robbed her victims um, doing so uh, under like being as cold as yeah. ice. So she's yeah. like, yeah. Um, she said though, she said, listen, I was saying, I'm saying, but I just hated life and confessed that given the chance she would kill again. Yeah. So, um, she died by lethal injection in 2002, which I think is fair. Okay. Yeah. Opinion, that's, like, sure. That's fair. Yeah. I think she's the prime example of the abused becoming the abuser. A hundred percent. Wasn't she also very, she was a lesbian, lesbian mm -hmm. too. Didn't she have like a girlfriend yes. and she was like, a mean she was mean to the oh. girlfriend <laughs> well she was obviously went through a lot she was not you know she was not a normal person who you know had experienced a normal life she obviously experienced a lot of abuse and do you know does lethal injection hurt like when it goes in does it i can't it imagine it i mean i can't imagine it hurts any more than a normal injection it's probably just the fact that it's like poison in your veins and then you die and then you I just don't die. Think it's yeah. Awful. Hopefully. Well, I mean, there are, there are a lot of laws about um you, you know cruel um, and unusual humane. Yeah, humane. Yeah, humane. Yeah. Yeah, humane death. Otis Tool. Otis Tool was indicted for six counts of murder, but there was only one that brought a conviction um, when he killed six-year-old Adam Walsh, um, who he admitted to decapitating the little boy. Mm. He was sent to prison where he died in 1996 of cirrhosis of the liver. Um, Adam Walsh, of course, the son of John Walsh, and John Walsh um, worked, worked years with the FBI and... Um, 
started the show or show what was the show john walsh it was like wanted or something oh i don't know yeah it was good so i remember that story when i was little um you know that but little six-year-old little boy and he he decapitated him like what yeah yeah it doesn't make sense otis o'toole or otis tool fuck you you're you're dead he was oh yeah i don't want to read it but he went through a lot of, of shit as well as a child john wayne gacy we all know that crazy clown oh, dude um cl- i don't like clowns <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> and he killed over 33 young boys between 72 and 78 that's six years dude was fucking busy, oh. busy. and then you know what what blows my mind about people like him and even ted bundy is how they had like this outside regular relationship with someone else like they had you right. know a, a wife and kids yeah not ted but somebody didn't have yeah. kids but i don't think but but i know he had kids he had a whole family and stuff and it was like how i don't how do you do that dennis raider remember him dennis raider he was um i forget what nickname they gave him but that dude he was a church deacon i mean <laughs> he had a job at a university he had a wife and children mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wife and a couple daughters mm-hmm. i mean he lived yeah freaking uh, serial killers have always fascinated me because of their psychosis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because of who yes. they are. Yes. Right. Um, anyway, John Wayne Gacy, um, his victims were killed and then he buried them in his house, like in his basement. Yep. Um, he buried them in the walls, in the stench. Yep. You know, people were like, dude, what's mm-hmm. going on? So when he was um, finally found out, he was sentenced to death row. Um, and he sat there for like 14 years before he died in 94 by lethal injection. I don't know. I think he should have been. Uh, electric yeah i mean i know it goes it depends on state, yeah i know right? it does um, but yeah lethal injection it's like mm, he shouldn't have been able to go That's so too peaceful. peaceful for him yeah right for what he fucking did yeah. andre chiquitillo mm-hmm. okay um he may have been driven to kill by his impotence uh, and his enjoyment of causing other people pain. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those people called that like? Sadomasochist. Uh, mas- Sadomasochist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, he was a fucking asshole though. They all were, but he found women and children and enticed them before he killed them by strangling, stabbing, or disemboweling mm. them. Women and children. Mm-hmm. How do you disembowel anybody, another human being, but a child? I just don't. Where are their brains when they're doing these, performing these horrors on little babies? And yeah, children? it's just they don't. They don't have normal brains that we can comprehend. No, it's like disassociation, mm-hmm. right? So after one such attempt on a young girl at a on a bus station in 1984, he was arrested. Uh-huh. Um, but okay. Then they analyzed his blood and semen from the crime scenes, all the other, and they it, there was no match, which <gasps> had to be super frustrating. So dude was let go and he continued for oh, years, um, you know, um, several other murders. He continued until he would be caught again. He was finally caught and executed in 1994 for 52 counts of murder. Wow. 52. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, you know. But that's, I wonder if people like from, from a spiritual perspective, because let's look at the, the, the other reason that serial killers sort of fascinate me is absolutely 100% from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. because believing in reincarnation and believing either what is, how does a serial killer write their soul blueprint? Do they mm. say, I need to understand 
serial killing? Or do they say, I need to have the tendency and try to overcome my, um, you know, um, compulsions? I mean, what is Ooh. the, I, I mean, and I would, I kind of, I mean, I don't want to get into the energy sure. of a serial killer, but I'd love to open up the Akashic <laughs> record of one of those fuckers. <laughs> I'm trying to think who would be like, I mean, they're all, any serial killer is problematic. I'm trying to think of like which one. I, th I feel like I, uh, like the Eileen Warnos one is I think the only one that I really like understand. Yeah, that I understand. And I'm not saying that like excuse her actions in any way, but but just seeing it as like I was a woman and she was brutally raped and how that that basically like it was like it flipped a switch and turned her into who yeah. who she was. It's like she decided, you know, I'm no longer going to be the victim. I'm going to be the abuser and just fucking ran with it. So maybe that was the experience. Like that was all it was. It was the the um, surpassing victimhood and moving into something else and you would hope that it would be something better but obviously hers was not so maybe it can right. be that simple hey pull pull her oh will you google her birthday and then calculate her life path that'll be interesting to know oh i should have calculated the life paths of as many of these as possible because one thing i do find i have found because this isn't my first rodeo with serial killers i think we did another episode. we did we did the um, the astrology of serial killers as well yes we did. yeah right and so many of these are life path nines humanitarians and they just are the opposite of humanitarian so it's interesting She's a seven. Um, okay. She's a seven. Okay. Right. Seven is the number of uh, spiritual enlightenment. So this was either, this was the, the lifetime where she was meant to use her wounding to, um, as an awakening because sevens are loners. They are um, just like dogs with a bone and so tenacious and focused and you know the other thing too though is a lot of uh, so many serial killer stories you hear are their first their initial victims or the majority of their victims are sex workers yeah yeah and she turned the tables on that she did. She did. And a lot of serial killers that are men are victimized and traumatized by their mm -hmm. mothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you know, who, uh, the, the stories that forensic um, psychologists tell and how they determine yeah. what drives a person, what drove a person to commit a murder based off of the murder scene and based off of the, the body of the victim and all that and how it's so easy to tell like when someone has um when someone has a um what's it called like um they're not not infertile what's the thing when that men have impotence, impotence. yes impotence. thank you when men are impotent and they have a they have a victim many times they will remove their sex organs they'll, they'll do something mutilate their sex organs and that's like there's it comes from their hatred of within themselves that they hate their their own sex yeah. organs because they feel like they don't work so they don't want their mm -hmm. victims to have them either so they remove them or they mutilate them or they do something you know isn't that yeah. crazy that's crazy to me that's awful yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. So the next dude. Now, this dude was the original anti-capitalist. John George Hay. He killed to get money. Okay. So what he did was he operated in the 1940s by renting a workspace and he used it to attract rich people. Uh Right. I'll I'll do this for you. But what he would do is then he'd shoot (laughs) them. And then he would, (laughs) he was very like, okay, quick and easy. But then he would dissolve their bodies in acid. Mm. Okay. So after he murdered Olive Durand Deacon, Mm -hmm. his workshop was searched and human remains like gallstones and dentures were uncovered. Mm. Um, He was arrested and charged with murder, but he tried to escape execution by claiming insanity. I mean, dude, he thought, oh, if I admit to drinking uh, my victim's blood, then I'll get out of it. And uh, yeah, but his plan was unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. He was sentenced to hang um, in August of 1949 at Wandsworth. Wadsworth prison. Mm. Um, will you Google and find out why? What? Why would? Why was he killing? I mean, was it okay? So, is he? He's inviting these rich people in, and he's killing them, and he's taking their money, and then he's dissolving their body in acid. But was that it? He just wanted the money that was on them at the time. Like, maybe there's some more info around that. I'm gonna move on to the next one. Jump in when okay. you want. Richard Ramirez, right? We know him as the Night Stalker. Yes. And he was responsible for the deaths of 13 people in Los Angeles in the 80s um, and um, would break into his victims' homes and kill them. So he was just a, you know, stalker. He was a thug, right? He was given 13 death penalties by a judge, but um, before any of them could be carried out, he died while waiting on death Mm -hmm. row. Um, But he got married. There's some woman out there. He had a fucking fan club. And there were these yeah. women who were like in love with him, and and one of them married him. Like, did did they have conjugal I visits? Have no idea. God, I hope not. But um, but it's the the thing that's crazy with him for me is because he's like the local serial killer for us, like in California, because he operated yeah. in Southern California. So like, right. so like I talked to. I talked to my mom about it, my mother-in-law, and even like my um, Mike's grandma before she passed. Like they, they all had stories about. Were they scared? Yes, yes, because they. I mean, my, they were living in LA at that time, you know. And then my, I think he got as close to my my in-laws lived in Covina, and I think he got as close to like West Covina or Glendora, which is like adjacent. That's like the mm-hmm. city just north of it. So yeah, he was operating right. really close by. Um, yeah and he would break into your house mm-hmm. at night right like when mm-hmm. you're sleeping so you know i can imagine like window um g- uh, gates got quite popular at that time you know or uh, oh, so yeah so going back to john Hague, um yeah his motive seems to have been robbery because he he okay. would, he stole from them but then he would sell the victim's belongings okay all right so um, did he, does it say anything about like him going to their house and. So with the um, widow that, that 69 year old widow that he murdered, he then went to the police and reported her missing. What? Yeah. And so it was like. Olive Duran Deacon. This was, uh, it doesn't say her. Yes, 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 yes. Uh huh. Her. Yep. And then when he went to report her. And then when the police investigated, they found the trail that led directly back to him. So he was a fucking dumbass. He was the, he gets the the award for being the dumbest um, <laughs> serial killer. Um, okay, um, Albert Fish. Mm. 
Albert Fish may have killed nine or more people in New York between 1920s and 1930s, but he would only admit to carrying out three murders, okay? In 1928, he kidnapped Grace Budd, who this sweet girl was just 10 years old. And he told her, hey, we're going to go to a party, okay? Um, after he murdered her, he wrote a letter to Grace's mother anonymously saying that she had been strangled and eaten. Oh, my God. So he gets the award for the second stupidest serial killer because his this led to his arrest because the paper the letter was written on brought police right to his door. So it it, it went right back Which to him. Which is crazy police work for the 1920s when they used to do all sorts of dumb shit and fuck up the crime scenes all the time. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's like early for Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I'm glad because usually they'd be like, Oh, we have a note. Oh, let's let's share it with the press. Let's mail it to them. Oh, you guys lost the note. Oh, whatever shall we do? <laughs> it was such stupid police work back then. <laughs> like they clearly, clearly had not found their groove yet. Right? They didn't know how to cover shit up back then. Yeah. Albert Fish was sentenced to die in an electric chair in 1935 at 65 years old. So I'm glad that he got the electric Good. chair because he murdered that poor little girl. I'm sure probably lots of other little girls too. <sighs> Elizabeth Bathory was a noble lady with wicked intentions. We have another lady here. She was a Hungarian countess and she's one of the most famous and successful female serial killers ever. Um, operating between 1585 and 1609, she and four accomplices um, so she had she had accomplices. She had people that would help. They would find women and children and then torture them. What the? F that's what? like that. Why? That's like that bitch in the south. Is she on this list? Yes, Madam Madam whatever in in, in New, New Orleans. Orleans yeah, right? that's what she reminds me mm -hmm. of. She just uses another one of those. Yeah, and and this was purely for her entertainment too. She had this was just for her entertainment. So she had this guardian, and so one day he found her with one of her dead victims, and then another one that was right next that was dying, and he arrested her. He's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're 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 of an abomination. You're coming with me." Um, but and this is gonna make you mad mm -hmm. due to her status because she was a noble mm -hmm. lady. Um, she didn't have a trial. She didn't have a trial, but she did spend her final years in prison um, from nineteen from sixteen oh nine, and she died five years later. I'm not sure how old she was, and it doesn't say how she died. Oh, it doesn't say. Well, this list was very brief because I didn't want to get into all the cases of all of these, even though they're fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to keep this, you know, a, a shorter episode. Yes. Yeah, it just says that she was, it was just, she she was locked up, basically. And then they found her dead. They found her lying face down on the floor. And she had died at the age of 54. Uh-oh, that's my age. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing you're not a vampire. <laughs> stay, stay off the floor. Albert DeSalvo, he was known as the Boston Strangler, and he was a rapist and murderer. But um, despite being placed in a high-security prison, DeSalvo was killed by another inmate. Mm. Um, and this, this is what cracked me up. I'm like, mm, see, they never learn. He was killed by another inmate for reasons having to do with his role as a meth dealer. Right. 
on the so inside. So it wasn't even for so what he, he did on the outside? No, yes. he was a master player. Okay. Right? But, you know, justice, he was found with stab wounds in 1973, and his murderer was never caught or convicted. Why would they even, I wouldn't even bother. I'd be like, oh, he yeah. Hey, yeah, he was, he was um, below average intelligence. His IQ no, yeah. was 96. What? Dude. I mean, that's, I mean, well, of course you're. You're dumb because he's, I'm going to sell meth in prison. There can't be anything. It's probably, he probably pissed somebody off. Maybe he sold him some bad meth. And, <laughs> sure. Uh, fake meth. Probably I don't fake. Know, but I didn't know that meth had been around that long. Like, I don't know why. I thought it was like a newer drug. Oh, it's, but this is 1973. Because we didn't call it that. I think they just called them uppers. Or they call them. Pe- yeah. Methamphetamine pe- is pe- what they pills. call it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's this, uppers. there's a whole story of, um, the doctor that had like a bunch of people on meth, including John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy on meth, and many celebrities actually. He was like the prescription meth dealer for the stars. Um, and and I don't know anything about meth. It's injected, isn't it? Oh, n- I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I'm glad we don't know. We don't know. We're 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 pure wholesome ladies here. We don't do these things. All right, um, Fritz. Harmon. Um, Fritz Harmon was called the Butcher of Hanover. Um, and he murdered more than 24 young boys by horrible methods, horrible methods. Um, one of the things he would do is bite their neck. So I don't know if he'd like rip out their jugular or something. Anyway, um, he was a freaking vampire and he was caught when undercover police, he was spotted an argument happening between him and a Carl Fromm. He was a teenager that he had just raped and then they were arguing. Mm. Like Carl Fromm was arguing with him. I would have been out of there, but when Fromm informed the police of his attack, um, he's like, dude, just rape me. Harmon's house was searched and his other crimes were revealed. Ooh. So this is this is a cool one. He, in 1925, he was executed by beheading in the Hanover prison. Okay. Okay. This was another fucking weirdo who had a wife. Fritz Harmon? Yeah. He had a wife and he was working he really? as a police informant while he was carrying out these crimes. <laughs> Which, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God! I love it. I love it that that, that we get the the um, the backstory on. Yeah, he had a wife, and he was known as the Vampire of Hanover because he killed his victims with a love bite, quote unquote, that went right through the windpipe. Oh, he like right in the mm-hmm. front, like a like a like a dog. dog. Yeah, like a. Yeah. So Fritz Harmon was hanged. Fritz Harmon was beheaded. Oh, he was beheaded. They were still doing beheadings yes. in the, what was that? In 1925. In 1925, he was executed by beheading in Hanover Prison, but I think that's in the UK. Oh, yeah. All right, Carl Denk. Um, this serial killer from Prussia, mm-hmm. he found victims in travelers or homeless people, right? Um, people that were... Um, you know, out on the streets Mm. and he killed them, um, between 1903 and 1924, but he didn't simply kill the victims. He was also a cannibal. And then this dude, he would sell the flesh of his victims to butchers that in the area. And they didn't know what they were really buying. Oh, of course. Right. So after a failed murder in 1924, he came to police attention and in his home, authorities found 120 toes. So oh, he'd save the toes for some reason. He needed a trophy because he needed a right? trophy. A lot of them do. Yep. Absolutely. He uh, had carried out at least 30 murders, but before he could be tried for his crimes, he committed suicide in his cell. Oh, great. Yeah. 
so he got the whatever you know he he got the easy way out all right um we've got two more here Jose Antonio Rodriguez Vega, he was known as El Mata Viejas, which translates to the old lady killer. Mm-hmm. So he killed old ladies. And honestly, if I had a serial killer name and they were called me the old lady killer, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go kill you <laughs> who called me the old lady killer. And then I'm going to kill something else so I can have a better fucking name. <laughs> All of his 16 victims were, they were aged between 61 and 93. These poor ladies had lived their fucking life, put in their time, done the, you know, God knows what, you know what Mm -hmm, I mean, to survive. mm -hmm. And then here he comes in and kills them in their golden age when they should be enjoying life. And it was all because he hated his mother. That's all it was. He... He hit his mother, so he would trick them into letting him inside their house. You know, he was nice to them and everything. And then he didn't just kill them. He raped and tortured them before he killed them by suffocation. Can you I, – I just – torture. It, to me, I just don't get it. Like, how can you even do that? I can't even watch boxing on TV. Uh, uh, you know, people are just – He – because he killed the older ladies, many of those he killed were thought to have died of natural causes, right? So eventually he was caught after a home raid that uncovered souvenirs from his mm. horrific attacks. He was given a prison sentence of 440 years in 1991, but he died a few years later in 2002 after he was stabbed to death by another prisoner. So, Good. you know, fuck around yeah, find fuck out. Around, yeah. out. We don't feel bad for him. No. Um, okay, the last serial killer that we're going to talk about is Sergei Ryahovsky. Um, and he killed 19 people, many of them old women. So here's another old lady killer. Mm. Um, he had previous convictions of rape also against older women when he went on his spree in Moscow between 88 and 93. So this is relatively recent. Um, when this place, when his place became um, the subject of a stakeout, the police caught him. He confessed to crimes and he was due to be executed. Um, however, in 96, the Russian authorities suspended death penalties. And so he was sent to a penal colony for life. And then he later died from tuberculosis, which good, because I've heard that that is a horrible right. death. Yeah. Yeah. TB. Um, okay, so I have a handful more, but these are dictators. Okay. okay, dictators, right? They're infamous for ruling with a fist of iron. Um, they act ruthlessly against anyone who opposes them, you know, or attempts to leave the country, you mm-hmm. know. And it's interesting that many of them die from a disease. And I love the spiritual implications yeah. of this, right? Because it's cancer, right? Oh, yes. it, like diseases are cancers. It's the body saying stop what mm-hmm. you're doing you're living out of alignment and then they create this unwellness which creates disease yeah. so mm-hmm. um you know all right so these were either killed these people were either killed by other people or they committed suicide mm-hmm. so these are not the disease okay. people yet um benito mussolini so you know you know the name mussolini yes. he was the fascist leader of italy during world war ii mm-hmm. and he has an interesting story he was removed from power in 1943 and then they threw him in prison mm-hmm. While attempting to escape with his mistress, Clara, uh-huh. um, he was found and kidnapped by communist partisans. Nice. And so after he was shot, um, both Mussolini and um, Clara Patassi, his mistress, uh-huh. um, they were taken to Milan, uh-huh. um, where 
15 anti-fascists had been executed previously. He's like, you know, so he knew where he was going. Uh-huh. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And so their bodies were, he was executed, he was shot, and then their bodies were hung upside down and disrespected by passerby. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I mean, fuck around and find out. Fuck around find out. Um, another wartime um, douchebag mm-hmm. was infamous for his reign of terror over Western Europe. Good old Hitler. Um, his days ended in a bunker. Um, while most dictators are known to die as old men, Hitler died just days after losing the war as the Soviet army approached Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, under the Rake Chancellery building, um, Hitler hid in a bunker with Eva Braun, his mistress, and his dogs. And I'm so mad that his dogs had to die, too. Um to prevent a similar fate happening to his body, because he didn't want his body to be desecrated. Mm -hmm. Um, He made plans to kill himself and then have his body burned. Right. And so Hitler and Braun, um, they reportedly shot themselves or he, Hitler reportedly shot himself in the head after shooting Braun. I don't know. There's some doubt over this. There's some controversy and suspicion that he may have taken cyanide, the both of them. Um, But anyway, the remains of both of them were burned. So, Okay. I hope hope the dogs didn't. What do you think of the conspiracy theory that he escaped to Argentina? Oh, I hadn't heard You hadn't that. heard this one? Oh my god. Okay. So there's no. this whole show. Um, I think it's called like the Hitler Files. And there's people who there's there are pictures of a old man who looks like Hitler in Argentina in like the nineteen seventies, which would have tracked. And yeah, so that he basically like already pre-planned his escape and he had a place to stay and he had, you know, he had a place to live. And that was because Argentina is like for a fact, one of the places where a lot of Nazis went to like find refuge, like they went to escape. So, so, so that, that part is true, whether or not Hitler was there or not, like that's up in the air still, but I feel like we could find out one day. Because DNA. Well, yep. It won't surprise me mm-hmm. because a lot of the people that die, um, a lot of the nefarious people that die, there's some suspicion that they're Elvis. Poor Elvis. He's still, he, <laughs> people are like, he's still alive. He's living in Kalamazoo. Uh, okay. Saddam Hussein. Uh-huh. He lost his dictatorship in 2003 after the U.S., along with other nations. Um, They invaded Iraq and removed him from his reign of terror. He was awful. Awful. Um, When they came to arrest him, he was found in a spider hole um, or like a little bunker um, near the town he grew up in. And then they actually did give him a trial and he was sentenced to death in 2006. And he was charged with 148 counts of murder against his own citizens Um, because he had all ordered a massacre after an attempt has been made, had been made on his life. So um, he was hanged in December of 2005 near Baghdad. Um, Yeah. And that was recorded like that. You can, Mm -hmm. you can watch that. And it just, I, I, think I've seen it and um I remember it feeling like I don't think we should do that anymore like I just from this hanging people yeah it felt it felt very yeah. old very uh, a very outdated practice is gross not in these modern yeah he should have been electrocuted um mm-hmm. in but like with a with a high voltage prod and you know people got to take turns for like four days poking <laughs> him and prodding him 
Like, yeah. Listen, I have told this, I've talked about this before on um, the podcast. I have a past life where I was an executioner mm. um, and I was um, just a dolt, uh, just a mindless dolt. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's something wrong with me mentally or whatever, but I took pleasure in torturing people. So there's a part of me that's like, I got a way to do this. There's a better way to do that. <laughs> of course, I could never do no. it now, but I'm saying. <laughs> Muammar Gaddafi. Um, he was another infamous and cruel dictator. He ruled Libya um, from 1969. And uh, man, he would he was a dictator in Libya for decades until 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, he was found in a drainage pipe just by the side of the road. Um, he was dead there. They don't know how he died. Um, they some say he'd been caught in the crossfire. Um, he other evidence showed him as having been taken hostage and beaten while he was still alive um, before he was finally killed. But they were like, you know, you're 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 going in the ditch, bitch. Um, yeah. Either way, he fucking deserved everything he got because he was awful. He was cruel, uh, just awful. Yeah. Not a good yeah. dude. All right. So these people were either killed by others or they took their own lives. Um, now the, 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 those people we just talked mm-hmm. about, um, and then the f- last, um, little, um, list of people were, they died by natural disease. And this is where it gets interesting as far as spiritual. Yes. So Stalin, Stalin, um, was a world war II communist ruler of the Soviet union. Um, many atrocities were committed at his orders. Um, dude, some estimates had him at over 3 million people executed or left to die in prison camps. Just absolute garbage, human garbage. No, no, just like Putin, garbage. Yeah. Others died because of famine due to his policies. You know, something is death toll or even reaches up to even like 15 or 20 million people. So literally one of the worst stains on humanity in the entire world. Stalin died when he was 73. Now here's where it gets good. I'm like, ah, fuck off. He failed to emerge from his room on the morning of March 1st mm-hmm. in 1953, right? So he had told his guards, don't enter my room. Don't come in. Don't come into my room for any reason. And if people did, he would execute them. Um, and so what he would do too is he would pretend to be in danger to test them, right? Oh. And then take fucking pleasure in executing oh, them, right? So fuck. his guards were like, fuck you, I'm not coming nope. in there. Nope. Well, yeah, that's what he get fucked around. Find yeah. out because what happened was um, one of his new guards is like, I'm not breaking that nope. order. So his body wasn't discovered until later that evening. So, you know, he'd been dead for hours and hours. Um, despite them hearing a commotion earlier, they heard yeah. it. They heard him. He was trying to get their oh, attention. Good job, dumbass. Yep. Stalin had suffered a stroke, right? But he was, um, oh, no, no, he was still alive. Sorry. He, they, they, they discovered him later that evening, but he had suffered a stroke. So he was still alive and he actually lived a few more days with his daughter reporting that just before dying, he opened his eyes with a horrible look. Mm -hmm. She said he was either mad or angry, or he was full of fear about death. And, um, he lifted a hand to point or shake his finger and then he died. So he probably saw either, um, the grim reaper or he saw an angel, something. Something. I mean, it's probably he was going to go into his life review. 
and yeah. and see you know imagine how long that life review had to be to go through the experience of seeing all the pain you've caused everyone of everyone you've ever caused pain he was he was there for a while maybe that's what per like that's probably what purgatory actually is is that life review period right and then for some people who have caused not that much harm that purgatory period is like a lot shorter and then there's people like this who would probably be there for like what would feel like a lifetime. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting because the the thing that comes out of because you know I devour books on life between mm-hmm, life, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's my jam. And so it's interesting because it's like you die and then um it goes black mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see literally see mm-hmm. um, as a spirit because now you're in spirit and so you see this light and it's like you're pulled towards this light um it's like gravity is pulling you towards it um and then you know you cross over and you meet you're greeted by all of your you know your friends your soul group and your soul family you're greeted by these and then you're immediately taken to the council room and the count my legs are tingling thank you spirit they're weighing in um you're taken to this council room where it's the, the it's the group of your most trusted soul guides spirit uh-huh. guides the those that that you know, helped you write your soul blueprint. Um, they're all surrounding you. And from what I see when I enter the Akashic records, it's this giant sphere. I mean, I mean, this thing is like 20 feet wide and 20 feet tall. It's this huge sphere of like white, beautiful, crystally iridescent light. Mm -hmm. And you put your hands on it. And then all of a sudden the sphere and the room turns into like this 360 degree, uh, video Uh or whatever and then yes like you said you experience your life from the perspective of those that you impacted um so man i can't imagine that that he's still stuck that's stuck there for a long time he's still there still there he's like i ain't out of here yet anyway stalin he sucks he gets the number one um, he, I think he gets the best death, the most deserved. Like, you know, he deserved that. Yep. And I also think he was one of the worst humans. Sure. Like, you know. Um, Kim Il-sung. Okay, now he's responsible for creating the North Korea that we know today. Um, um, you know, shut away from the rest of the world. And he died in 94 at the age of 82. So okay. he, you know, he lived a long time. Um, he had a tumor growing on his neck, and but he was actually brought down by a heart attack. Why does evil live so long? What is that? I I really think that it is because, um, you know, they need to be given time to try to change their change their ways. All right, now his son Kim Jong Il, mm-hmm. okay, he was um, a North Korean, basically the first North Korean dictator, basically. Okay, so after his father's death, right. Kim Il-sung, mm-hmm. he came to power. And so during his rule, a great, great many North Koreans were killed in a famine. Fucking famines. Are, are you What leader would allow a famine to happen? He would, because he's that's, a fucking, he was a fucking moron, too. Just oh, my to, to God. Top, to top it off. Right. And then right now, we'll get to that in a minute. Now his, his douchebag son that Trump cozies up to. Um <laughs> In um, so that famine that he allowed all of his people to be killed in, there was an estimate, estimated um, hundreds of thousands and even millions of people were killed in that famine. Mm. In 2011, 
That's, I mean, dude, this is recent. Modern. Why didn't mm-hmm. Yes, why didn't By choice. The, the Americans intervene or something? Because they have got caught off communication, like how the we treaties, probably didn't even know. Like information doesn't oh, co- go in or go out. So, yeah. So he died in 2011. Um, he was on train. He had a heart attack. Um, he had a stroke. So when he died, um, um, the nation was forced into mourning this douchebag that they were probably <laughs> um, secretly um, celebrating. And then now his son um, took over the dictatorship, Kim Kim Jong-ul or whatever the hell he's sung or whatever. I don't know who he is. Um, anyway, he still rules to this day, and he's Trump's friend. They're friends. Mm, that's his strong man. That's his BFF. Garbage. Um, couple, three more. Okay. So Edi Amin, he ruled Uganda, and he was responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands of Ugandan citizens. He seized power through a military coup in 1971, and he was removed eight years later. Um, he was exiled to Saudi Arabia, and then in 2003, um, kidney failure left him in a coma. Um, so it's not certain exactly how old he was when he died, but he was around 80. So again, he gets to live a ripe old yeah. age. Uh, but kidney failure, that's that's not a good thing. So I'm glad I'm sure that that's, that's, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now here's somebody, um, Francisco Franco. No, no relation. relation. <laughs> he died in 1975, but um, he ruled, started ruling in 1939 in Spain. He was known for putting political prisoners in concentration camps and censoring and executing anyone who dared oppose him. Um, but in his seventies, his health began to fail. Um, so he couldn't really carry out his duties. Um, it's thought that he had Parkinson's, which, you know, as you know, slowly worsens over time Mm -hmm. and affects how people actually move. Um, he went into a coma, uh, in 1975, placed on life support, lived a few more weeks. Um, and then, um, he passed away. So, you know, I don't think it was awful enough, but, Mm um, you know. He was, he doesn't appear to be one of the worst dictators out there, but he was just extremely conservative. Yeah. Was he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then last but not least, this is my favorite one. Okay. And um, this is Francois Dulbalier, also known as Papa Doc. And if you are a Coven fan, you are, you, you are well aware who Papa Doc is. Um, Papa Doc became Haiti's president in 1957. And this fucker, he was not a benevolent leader. He was a power-hungry butthole. And he sought as much power as possible. And he found the craziest ways to shut out anyone who supported his opponent. So you had to be for Papa Doc or he was like, I shall do things to oh. you. What did he do? Um, He used um, voodoo. Voodoo. Oh, so. Mm-hmm. Under his rule, um, any political dissidents or opponents were tortured, um, and many um, anybody who spoke out against him, they were killed. Um, Duvalier or Papadoc was known to perform voodoo with the heads of those that he had killed. So he'd chop off their head oh, and then do voodoo fuck. with them. Um, and but ultimately, he would be another dictator who he was brought down by poor health, um, and he had a heart attack in 1959. So um, you know his final cause of death was chronic diabetes and problems with his heart. And then he died actually in 1971. So he had a heart attack in 16, in 59. And then he just got worse and worse and worse and then died in 71. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. 
Papa Doc, he shows up in um, Coven. He shows up in Murder House. Um, he shows up in a couple episodes, but he's... Um, he are does? You, are you a... Um, yeah, are you a um, are you a fan of? Uh, I did. I did watch. I did watch Coven. That was an excellent season. The only okay. one I remember from from Coven though was Papa Legba. Oh, Papa Legba, you're right. Okay, well, I think that's that's not Papa Doc. No, Papa Legba. Oh. Papa Legba is is a a deity, a voodoo deity, and he's like the one you don't fuck with. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the difference? Yeah. Papa, okay. Well, I have to do my research on Papa. Yeah. Doc. Okay. But so, but, but here, what I love about, um, about the American horror story is that remember the first one murder house and there was the girl who had down syndrome. Um, I forget her name. And then she actually became Papa Legba, Legba, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Legba, mm-hmm. like his like right hand lady. And, and she would do like evil deeds on his behalf. And I loved it. And she was so gleeful about it. Right. But she wasn't a, a bad person. So, but anyway, I thought that was Papa Doc. That's why I was like, oh, that's Papa Doc. But um, no, okay. no, no, that's, that's Papa Legba. Okay. Well, now I want to know about Papa Legba. Yeah. He was, I mean, it was, it was related. It's because it's Haitian too. It's, uh, that's the mm-hmm. Haitian or, origin story. But he's supposed to be like the intermediary between God and humanity. Um, but like, if you ask him for stuff, like you better be willing to pay because it's yes. 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 Okay. All right. Good. Well, maybe Papa Doc worshiped Papa. It could Legma. be. It could have been yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is my list. How the most evil people in history died. Um, everybody has a death and some are natural and some are electric some are injections lethal and others are just getting the shit kicked out of you or stabbed in prison but everybody dies yeah but everybody dies well that was very interesting thanks for sharing all that list you're welcome Well, friends, that means it's time to say goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share on your stories, subscribe, and leave us on review. This helps the podcast grow. And if we grow, that means we have the ability to do more of this work with with you and for you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone um, kidnap you and um, serial killer you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Stay away from serial killers. (laughs) 